Why, hello, everyone. Now, you see, the Chili Crew has not been able to meet like they normally do, so we've been forced to make episodes based upon some of our live casts we've done on the Facebooks. Now, I may not understand all the technical know-how and terminology, but I believe one of the Chili Crew has informed me that because they're taking these episodes from their live cast, some of the audio might sound like it's coming from a rotary phone. I don't see what the problem is. Rotary sounded absolutely fine to me. Oh, right, right. So anyway, please forgive some of the uh, uh, breaks and conversations that you might run into from time to time. And by the way, if you'd like to join the conversation, they go live every Thursday at 7 p.m. Listen, we've been praying for all of you, and we hope that all of you are staying safe and staying healthy. And until we meet again, please keep the conversation going. We love you and enjoy. Today, let's go ahead and go around the, I would say, room, but it's not a room today. So let's go around and introduce ourselves. Who do we have here? We have Sully. Hi, everyone. Israel here. Israel. And we did have Dale. Unfortunately, I think I lost him or he lost us, one or the other. And this is Justin. So let's dive right in here. Tom, unfortunately, is unable to be with us again. He does apologize. Sends his love, everyone. Are you there, Dale? Yeah, I'm here. All right. And we also have Dale with us. I lost everybody. Awesome. Okay, so today, uh, in lieu of what's going on and uh, everything, it's been decided that we should talk about what is trust. And we'd like to go on, I guess, more of an extensive definition or extensive, um, more broad when it comes to when it comes to trust in itself. Let's go ahead. Go ahead. Somebody jump in on this and give me a give me a what is trust. So, um, so before uh, before we start. Let me pray in, and then I'll go in and I'll define what trust is. Um, awesome so idea. I just want to, I just want to pray in. I just want to thank God for Dale coming in and out, and everyone else being in the loop. Um, I just pray that this will be a great, a great discussion and insightful. I pray in Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. So Amen. trust. When we talk about the word trust, we got to think about relationships. You can't have a relationship without trust. And and when you think of the Christian aspect of it, the, tr- the relationship between us and God or us and Jesus, us and even the Bible, the Bible is this old book that if you don't believe in the facts, you have no foundation in your relationship. So this notion of trusting in God starts with the first act of faith, faith in the Bible, faith in your religion, faith in the evidence of things that you have that you don't actually get to see and touch. So that's the foundation of trust for me, that trust is big in the Christian religion or Christian walk. Without trust, you can't have, you can't have faith. You can't have faith. You can't really have a relationship with God. You can't have a relationship with God if you don't believe he exists. Okay. Uh, you could go beyond just believing in his own existence. Also believing that he would provide. By the way, am I looking at the right thing? I, yeah, I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is going to be so fun. Please, everyone, forgive our technical un-know-how when it comes to setting this stuff up. So, 
<laughs> okay, well, so I, I looked up. Go ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead, Sully. Well, I looked up the actual definition of this, and they give two different definitions. One's a noun and one's a law. A law is an agreement where whereabound a person holds uh, protection as its normal owner for the good of one or more beneficiaries. So I can take it that way or the other way, like either, even with religion, I mean, it's just still trust in the Lord and still actually having the beneficiary of one person that you're going to, you're trusting in saying the fact that, Hey, I won't get this. Or if I do get this, he's going to see me through it and it's going to go through. The- so it, uh, you're talking about going both ways when it comes to trust. Yeah. Trust in the sense of a, a person directly. Like this is the person like committing to this person. To, this is the person that I go to. And also the actual act of uh, engaging. You said the other definition is a noun. No, I actually have a verb too. I was going to say, it's, verb. it's, it's got to be a verb. In, they have a noun, a verb, and a law. Because isn't isn't trust in, an action? Yes. In in mind of, of knowing what trust what trust is, I don't know. I, I really like that you put that the, the trust as in the legal document because yes. I think that's perfect. Because isn't isn't, like you were saying, Christ is the one that we're supposed to be able to put our trust in. Trust is also built over a matter of time. I think of um, touch my face. Oh, um, anyway, I I think <laughs> of um, Gideon. Um, the Lord told him, "I have." The angel said to him, "Mighty man of valor," and he's like, "Who are you talking to here? It's not me, obviously. You know, I'm the least of my father's house and." And so he, he says, Lord, I, 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 I know what you've told me to do, and I trust you. But he built his trust up. He said, Lord, make the sheep's wool soaking wet and the ground around it dry. Then he asked for the opposite. Let the ground around it be dry and the, and the um, sheep's wool wet. Anyway, <laughs> and I always get those mixed up. But. You know, that's that's one of the ways even Gideon from the Bible was able to build his trust up in the Lord. And you don't always trust anybody always, you know, like right off the bat. Like, I trust you fully. It's something that we we need to build up. And I think sometimes it's hard, sometimes as Christians, as we see people who might be new Christians— Going, I don't know if I should trust the Lord with this, but knowing what we've gone through, going, oh, that's nothing. You know, the Lord has helped me with this problem. It's a lot bigger than that. But that's where we as Christians can come along with the other side of the people and tell them, this is what the Lord's done for me. Right. So, and and that's good. So I have a, I have a comment from a, from a listener right now. Russ says trust is a strong belief. Mm, I, I like that. So, but but I think uh, when it comes to that, wait. First of all, do, do you guys have any input on that one too? Our physical sense in relationships with people, but when someone comes to Christ and they get they get saved, 
that faith that comes inside of them, it's almost like an instant trust. When you start telling them, like, hey, this is what the Bible says, and these are the promises in the Bible. God will provide, God will protect, God will take care. We take those in and we we, we immediately believe those. But then the, the second aspect of trust is relying. When you got tough times, now it's like the test. Do you trust God? Like right now, it's really hard to trust. Some people have a hard time trusting that it's going to be okay financially. Even though they believe it, Right. trust is that second is an act as well. Like I'm going to really act upon my belief that God's going to take care of me. Right. And that, that's kind of what Scott went off of because he, he when he read it, which I, I appreciate that, Scott, he said it was a law, a noun and a verb, which means that it's something you're acting upon. When, when it comes to the whole belief thing, what, what is a belief anyway? I believe a belief is actually a certain way of thinking or a mindset due to like, again, different religions, Buddhism and other things. They believe um, in, and some things in India where you're not allowed to eat bacon, cows, or different things like that, that's a belief to me where you are you believe the fact that it's a deity, it's a god, it's a different thing. So you have to look at them in different ways. In James, in James it says, you, you believe that there is one god. Good. Even the demons believe that and shudder. And then I remember in trying to find the Bible verse where it says where they were trying to cast out um, Legion, the demon, and he and they was like, Paul, I know this, I know this, I know, but who are you? The demons know of God, and they know, and even the devil know it, and God, they believe that he's a real person, but do they trust in him with all that? Like, you know, they don't put their trust in their lives in that man's hand. Trust is a, an act of faith. It's deeper than just belief. Like, believe is easy. People come in, like you can show someone the evidence and they believe in it. Can yeah, I, I just want to I, toss I this comment in there real quick. Uh, actually, Russ has something to add to it. He's, his first comment was, trust is a strong belief. And then Russ also uh, chimed in later and said, uh, in someone or something. So I think that's that's kind of tailoring right off of kind of what you guys are saying. Go ahead, go ahead, Sully. Well, what comes to mind as soon as he, uh, Israel spoke was the fact that uh, – the Indiana Jones movie where he has to walk across an invisible bridge <laughs> is like one of the best things because he's going to the Holy Grail. So I kind of feel like that believes in this, but it's still like he takes that leap of faith, that belief, the fact that he actually goes across and he's going to make it. Okay. That, that sounds, that sounds like, and, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong on this one. It sounds almost like, Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Russ just chimed in again. Uh, thank you very much. Thank you, by the way, for this. This is the kind of conversation that's 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 the point in this. Belief is faith. So it almost sounds like he's going to a uh, um, uh, a circular definition here, which I think is perfect. Uh, trust and belief and faith. But I would ask, when it comes to belief or faith, can you have either of those without trust? No. No. It's a good question. So would would I guess would trust be the, the root setting of that? Like, go go ahead. One second. I believe the fact that you're going to have to have trust because the fact that in the belief in the faith. Because if you don't believe, you're going to be skeptical. You're going to be like, "Hey, I'm not going to make it across there. There's no bridge." 
going back to the Indiana Jones thing. And it's just, you're going to go, there's nothing there. Why am I going to try to walk across if there's nothing there? If there's no reason to be there, why are you there? And I, I would agree with that also. Yeah. Uh, maybe not through the Indiana Jones example. But <laughs> I'll take it. I, I watched it as a kid, believe it or not. Yeah. So, so the, uh, the, the, the dictionary says belief and trust. They're cinema, almost synonym. Or you can, they're interchangeable. But I guess when the word faith and trust, that's where there's a distinction. Faith is belief and trust without any evidence. To trust in something, I can see you don't have evidence. Well, no, that's so. In my head, I, I, I apologize. Like I'm, no, I'm, no, that's I'm fine. debating myself in my head. So here's here's the debate. Trust says I'm going to believe in something wholeheartedly fall out my heart. Belief says I believe it's true. I know it's true, but I don't have to depend on it. I guess I'm using them in two different terms, but they should be the same. Whereas my faith is the belief and trust in something and something I hope for. And things I have not seen yet. As a Christian, we don't, we haven't seen heaven, we haven't seen God, but we have the Bible. We have evidence on earth that we have. We don't get to see that concrete image. Yeah, that con- Okay, so yeah. Well, I mean, what do you see trust as, Justin? What was that? What do you see trust as? Trust. I mean, like, I think you guys are going. This is perfect. I think, and this is my personal experience. Trust in and of itself is the, is the foundation. Like we talk about belief and we talk about faith and, and we talk about these things, which I think is perfect and it's, it's the right path to go down. But in order to have belief, you have a trust in whatever that belief is. Uh, in order to have faith, you, you have to have trust in whatever that thing you're believing in to have faith. And I think, and I, I, I mean, I'm right now I'm looking at, uh, I'm looking at my uh, Bible and I'm looking at the, the little concordance thing in the back and the index and so forth. Trust, there's only about 20 sometimes maybe where trust is actually used. The word faith and so forth is, is used more than trust. And I think trust is more, as, as far as my own understanding would be, trust would be the foundation of where it comes from. As it, you know, so and with, right. launching off of that though, can I, can I ask you guys as kind of a follow-up question, how is trust built or developed in any relationship? How how can it be built or how can it be developed? Oh, I'm oh. sorry. Uh, Russ says uh, one in the same. Uh, speaking about the, the belief is faith. So that's awesome. In a relationship, trust takes a long time to build up, but it can easily be lost. Like one night of infidelity. You can lose entire, you can lose an entire relationship that might not be able to build built up. Trust is oh, wow. little bits of time like being deposited in the bank, little coins being deposited in your bank of faith and, and of faith. And trust it as a human, it's really easy to get, get taken away. I mean, even even as a Christian, like if a, someone who was uh, an ex-convict. He became a Christian. I would have a hard time trusting him as a church treasurer. It's just, it's just our natural, just our nature to. It's trust is something very easily 
taken up, but it's built up through time and exercise and through deposits. That's rough. Huh? That's rough. It is. Because yeah, that, that means that it's, I mean, it's not as simple as just snap your finger and you got okay. it. No, it's I, not. I, okay. I beg to differ on certain things like that on that because the fact that, okay, trust can be earned just like respect, but also certain people I respect more because I know what they've gone through. Let's say, all right, a law <laughs> enforcement officer. I have trust in them, the fact that they're able to do their job correctly. Majority of the time, I won't get into that. And they're able to have proficiency with different items such as driving or a firearm or even some medical things. But I do not, the run-of-the-mill nurses, I do not have trust in. I'm sorry, I don't. <laughs> I just don't. It's just my own personal belief. I do not. I cannot. Like, I get the fact that they're working really hard right now, and I appreciate everything they're doing right now. But it's a different circumstance for different things. So, okay, here's another good example that I like. Okay, what would you rather have a person... If you say you're backed up into a corner, I'm going to get all the circumstances out of the way, and there's someone next to you, and they have to be in a fight with you, are you going to choose the criminal, or are you going to choose, like, the person that, you know, is a high school jack? I'm going to choose the criminal. I'm sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. All right. Uh, We have a comment by Russ. He says, faith is what allows you to trust in something or someone. Faith is what allows you to trust. I, I like that. That's not bad. That's very good. Yeah. I, I, I would agree with that statement. No, no. So the Bible says, let your yes be yes and your no be no. Why is that so important? Because, again, of trust. If we're supposed to be Christians, it's really easy to lose trust. And that's just how we're wired. It's, it's not as simple as you're you're going to you're going to trust head dog you're you're going to trust everyone out who comes through the door it's hard to do that we're not wired for that we're wired for deep personal relationships and when we're hurt it's really it's your human nature to draw back and it takes a lot of healing to trust someone again to say that you can trust if you hurt me or my family it's going to take healing to get back to that relationship. And he's going to need some uh, either counseling God or a pastor. Go ahead. So, so you're talking about, and and this kind of just struck me here. You said it's easy to lose trust for for both you guys and everybody listening. Why is it so easy to lose trust from somebody? Why? Because it's such a valuable thing. Especially now nowadays, you do not have the same amount of trust as you would back in the day. There's just not, it's just not really there. You cannot go trust your neighbor will help you out. You, 
majority of you people don't even know your neighbors. Like, how many can tell me the five neighbors next to you? I know, I know two of mine, John and John. Hey, you also have a Mark. <laughs> oh no, no, yeah, I'm thinking of Tom. Yeah. No, I got a good. I know a good amount of my neighbors. I actually don't know my my rear Amish neighbor, but I know the rest of them. They're all pretty nice guys. Okay, so so that's a good point, though. So we we may no. not be connecting with other people. So the trust, and we're talking about you know how how can trust be built? So if we're not even connecting with our neighbors, especially during a time like this, and I, I understand the the social distancing. I'm not I'm not saying anything like that. That's actually why we're doing this. Just so you guys know, uh, we're doing this because of social distancing. But if it's so easy to lose that trust, I, I guess, and I don't know how to put this, it's easier to lose trust in someone you've built your trust with. Oh, that's true. If, if, if you know you what I'm saying. Like yeah. if you don't, if you have a poor opinion of someone, you're not going to, you're not going to be expecting much from them. Right. And that's perfect. I think that's perfect because the, your expectation isn't there. Like Sully, you were talking about your neighbors and you yeah. know and that kind of stuff and it's like oh yeah hey uh, hey why could you come over and help me with my my lawn or whatever and they never show up it's it's not a big blow to your ego is it you know it's it's no. not a big deal it's not like oh man i can't believe they do. no most people just they wouldn't care it's oh well maybe they got busy whatever i'll ask them tomorrow but if you ask a, a really close friend and you say hey can this really close friend come over and help me out with this it hurts more doesn't it Yes, it does. Oh yeah, yeah. There's a there's a song. Um, um, some may trust in horses, some may trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of our God. That was a really old old song. I was just gonna. And, that is really old. I've never heard of that. Really? No, oh, I've never. Yeah. I've never heard that one. I, so I got saved at like 16, and I think I remember hearing that in gospel life. The, the Bible continually says, "Don't trust in men, because men will let you down." There's even the scary statistics that a majority of children who get molested get molested by either a close friend Ooh, or family member. Family member. Yeah. That just I think it's again, one out of eight women. So the there's the world is we can't say that the world's this beautiful place, which I mean, I'm not the most I'm not a doom and gloom guy. I'm a very positive person. <laughs> yeah, I you're kind of people. you're kind of bubbly. <laughs> yeah, I love and, and I really try to find the best in a lot of people. But the world is not. We we are like sheep. Like the Bible says, we're sheep. We and sheep uh, will get let, get slaughtered if it wasn't for our pastor, which is God and the Holy Spirit. We got to remember that we are not here as oh, we're here and we're going to live for this and this place is great. No, we're only here for a time of season. The world is surrounded with some dark people out there. It's just scary as an adult and as a father to think like there's things outside of my control that I have to put in God's hands, which is during this time, especially like the coronavirus, it's really hard to say, hmm, I don't know what I'm doing tomorrow because I don't know if there's a job for me. I don't know what's right. going on. I don't know if that person's sick or not. You hear someone sneezing and you're and you're taking off the can of Lysol and you're using that as <laughs> It's definitely what I'm doing now. Hey, you're, hey, brother, you're not the only one. Before I left, there was a, no. a lady in our office that if there was so much as a sneeze, she'd wait for the person to go to the bathroom and she would Lysol their desk. I, I'm not joking. This was, and this was before the whole Corona thing. This was like, you know, early, early, or, or I'm sorry, mid, mid to late February is what was happening. But I, I, I don't want to sound like 
this doom and gloom person. Like, I kind of want to swatch, um, switch the conversation to what happens to you get a level of full trust and can, how, and how do you build trust? Um, have you ever guys gone to like a Christian Bible retreat or like the, one of those Boy Scout retreats when you do a trust fall? Yeah. I have done that. Yeah. <laughs> it's really scary. Like it's, only once, like, only once I did. <laughs> really? Um, I've done it. I've done it a bunch of father and campouts, but for like the little kids and the little girls, I can't imagine it being that terrifying because you know someone's gonna grab you. But when you're an over plus sized man, and you're you got it's just always in the back of your mind. What if they can't grab me? What if I'm too fat? That's an, and when you let go, man, that is that does really build up your faith. And nothing builds up your faith like skydiving. I'm telling you that too now. When I went skydiving. Thank you. And, no, thank you. And, and jumping out of the plane, the thought of like, hey, am I going to die right now? I don't know. If I'm going to. And you have a moment and you're like conversating with God and you're wondering, if this actually happens, Lord, am I going to be in heaven? You're doing that spiritual evaluation. And you're like, yeah, I'm good. So there was a part of me thinking, is this con- considered suicide? which wasn't, uh, anyway, it wasn't suicide in my head. So I was like, I think I'm going to be okay. That was a, a, a an act of faith building up like that little step, like knowing that if I died, I was going to go to heaven. I remember that. We're talking about broken trust. Well, what about, what about this one? How can, that should say trust, how can trust then be repaired once it's broken? Through an act. Because actions speak much louder than words. If we're if we're gonna take this to a spiritual level, so let's like let's launch this off of just just uh, in in relationships with each other. You're talking about an act, which I would agree uh, when it comes to an act. But is it a single act? Because I know what were you talking about, uh, Israel? You were talking about when it comes to trust, it's these little deposits. It is so. So how would you repair? trust that that you've broken or or you know someone has broken with you or you know what if it, you're on the receiving end of the broken trust or what if uh you're you're sending out that broken trust i don't know how i i oh i know it would be hard for me to do like forgiveness i'm immediately thinking of a relationship right and and a relationship is just so hard but the big first step is always forgiveness just Asking for forgiveness is the first step. And that might take, I've been in a bunch of marriage seminars where it might take a long time and long efforts of forgiveness. Oh, wow. And it's not a, hey, we're back together, we're okay. It might come back up in a five years, three years from now, a whole trust issue again. Because the, so this people have this notion oh, this is why it's hard. It's easy to lose trust. So people have this notion like the Bible says, forgive and forget. The Bible never says forgive and forget. It is physically impossible for a human being to, when they're hurt to forget something. And it's your design like that. You are, you are hurt and wounded and your physiology will remember that hurt and wound. I remember a preacher, he had a clay pot and he was building up this beautiful clay pot in the beginning of the message. And as he was talking about a message, he actually put a stone in the clay pot and represented the stone was hurt or something bad happened. And it really damaged the pot. 
and he was able to reshape it. But as he reshaped it, he said every time, every so often it would spin, you would feel that stone. And it's an example of hurt, no matter how pretty and forgiven it is, you're still going to remember it. Whether or, not you, whether or not you act upon it, it's a different thing, but it's still there. The Bible says to forgive, not to forget. To forgive is, is, is amazing because we talked about it once. We had a podcast all based on forgiveness and how oh, liberating yeah. it, is, it is to forgive and how poisonous it is, this, poisonous it is to hold that kind of unforgiveness. So I don't know if you know, but the Bible says you are forgiven the way you forgive. How can God forgive you if you can't forgive someone else? Right. Right. I mean, Justin, I know you can talk about that for a minute. We we actually just did. Well, actually, I just uh, we just launched it today was when we broke down the Lord's Prayer. And that talks about that directly. Forgive, forgive us, Lord, of our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. You know, it's it's perfect. Yeah. And and when it comes to that, and I appreciate that you that you mentioned that when it can't when it comes to forgiveness, because isn't isn't that the 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 I don't I almost want to say just the band aid that that fixes trust when when trust is broken in our in our own lives. That's like the band aid that says, okay, let's let's put this band aid on. Let's start the healing process to say forgive you know i i forgive you or or will you please forgive me it's that band-aid that kind of goes on it but in the same respect and and i'm glad you actually went there scripture actually states does not state forgive and forget what it states is that when the lord forgives he forgets he throws it to the bottom of the ocean he he is the one who is able to just say nope no more i, I don't even remember it forget it you know it's there's no point in, in bringing this back up to you because he's not right it's not human Right. So, so, so here's what I don't understand physiology wise. We, Justin and I can just meet and we can start at a neutral spot and we start building trust and we build trust and we build trust. And we build trust. Great. But if you're in a relationship with someone and something happens and you lose trust, you actually don't go to a neutral spot. You go to a negative spot. And now from that negative spot, you're now digging up a hole just to get back to that neutral spot. Right. Go ahead, and, and I would say the reason for that is because when trust is built, here, here's the, the kicker with all trust. And I appreciate that Russ, Russ chimed in with all of those comments about uh, the, the mix uh, when it came to faith and belief and trust and all of this. Because the interesting thing is when it comes to all three of those, belief, trust, faith, when it comes to all three of those, you have to let your guard down even a little bit to be engaged in that. You have, you have to. When it comes to trusting the Lord, let's, let's, let's turn this right around. Let's turn the ship around and, and do a 360 here. Where, when it comes to the whole relationship with Christ, we have to come to him vulnerable. And that's where the Lord's Prayer comes in. And that's where all of these type of things, and, and uh, when, when you're asking for forgiveness, when you're first coming to the Lord, uh, that's where these things come from, is there has to be some kind of vulnerability. There has to be some engagement of saying, Lord, I need you. Lord, you are the one I need. And, and that, that's the, the fun thing about this is, is God is never, because like you were just talking about this, Israel, when it came to, stuff like promises or uh, that trust that's built up. And, you know, human beings, we fail each other all the time. I promise I'll take out the garbage and I forget, yeah. you yes. know, or, <laughs> or, right, right. And that's, that's my own, 
and and I don't like to take the garbage out either. So that's that's also not helpful as well. <laughs> but that's not the point. What I'm saying is, is I I can fail my wife when it comes to that because that's my job in the house, and I'm not doing it. But Scripture tells us that one thing very specific about God is that God can't lie. That means that every word he's ever spoken, every promise he's ever made. How many, Israel, do you know how many promises are in Scripture? Oh, no. I, this is like school. I know, I know. Again. I don't know the answers. To ah! no. <laughs> I, I know there's, no, I know the there's hundreds. I know there's hundreds. Like, you know, some people have added them up, up together. Like, I've seen some books that are like, Every day, you know, 356 days of promises from the Lord, you know, those kind of calendars, those type of things. So I know the there's Bible a lot. Promises are Old Testament promises to, to specific people. That well, they put into old, nice little- uh, I would say all promises because many of the promises that God even made to Israel, uh, not you, Israel, but no, the nation, the <laughs> uh, many of those promises carried over to the Christians because uh, even the Christians have said, uh, we are, or, I'm sorry, uh, even Christ was implying that uh, when it comes to these promises, when it comes to what the Lord says, he said the gospel will go to the Gentiles. In other words, all of these promises are now to the world, you know, because the Jews have, and I'm I'm not trying to say anything, I'm just saying what they were saying or what they were implying was that the Jews didn't do what they were supposed to do at that time, so the gospel is now going to all the world. So which which that's awesome, because Mm -hmm. when it comes to uh, to yeah, kind of sum up my my point is is that when it comes when it comes to these relationships, the ones that hurt the most are the ones that have been built because you've had that vulnerability, and that that's right. kind of my point. You've you've had that vulnerability. You've had the the I, I've I've put down my guard. I've engaged in this person. I've let them into my life, and they hurt me. Yeah, go and ahead. You have go to ahead. Be broken to the Lord so that He can have faith in Him, so He can trust. In him. You can trust in him. I misread that. <laughs> right, but you have to but you have to be broken to the Lord so that you can have faith in him, so you can trust in him. Which I think that's that's awesome. Because you, you have to. And because how how can you uh, let's take it off of a spiritual uh, aspect and let's bring it into a relational aspect at home. How can you trust so, somebody without being vulnerable to them? Exactly. My pastor Jim, my the man I like fully gave my life to God with, he helped lead me to the Lord. He used to have the saying when he talked about when you're hugging someone, you're opening your your body up to your your vulnerable side. But and all, and all especially now, yes, you're very much true. But when you hug someone, you're opening up your side, your weak your weak your weak organs to someone. Um, if you're always having your hands down and you can't hug anyone, you're so tight that you're 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 living your life like you're like in the shield. You're you're never going to be able to experience that loving, warm hug. And I'm I'm Latin. I love to hug. So <laughs> if you're, like I can't imagine living life without hugging. Social distances. Social distance. It's just really hard for Latin Americans. I got to be honest. It's just <laughs> Why, why then, if, if, if I can ask, why then in Scripture has trust not been mentioned more? Because I'm, I'm reading through these. Let me just read through, through some of these. I, I found this real interesting. Okay, so I'm, I'm in the back. Like I said, I was, I was kind of in my index in the back of my Bible, just kind of zipping through it here. I'm going to read all of the verses that have the word trust in it. 
if God puts Robert. no trust, this is that's Job. Yeah. Trust in the Lord. That's Psalms. Uh, you are my trust from my and obviously it just it goes on. That's that's a Psalm. So that's obviously talking about trusting in the Lord. The then another proverb: trust in the Lord with all uh, my salvation. Oh, I will Lord. trust in. Uh, let him trust in the name. Uh, do not trust in these. Uh, this in Jeremiah, and do not trust in a friend. And talking about how people fail. Yep. Uh, those who trust in riches. That was in Mark, I believe. That was Jesus, wasn't it? When he was ta- when he was talking about those who put put their trust in riches, and and how money's gonna fail them eventually. Uh, and then committed to your trust. I see. That, like I said, I just read those off. There's there's not even twenty there when it comes to trust. Oh. And why isn't trust mentioned more if it's so crucial to all of this? And I know that faith is mentioned way more. That's what I was just going to say. I believe faith is more crucial than trust. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> trust is really hard for a human being to do. Like, it's hard to trust. And it's just, I don't know why God put that in our nature. Because if you think about it, like, it's, it's, in, it's innate into a lot of us. I don't know anyone who just trusts everyone because we've all been hurt. And once you're hurt once, it's hard to build that up. Those who usually trust, and it's it's cool that you say that, those who usually trust like that are, are the kids, right? Maybe. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. my son, he'll jump off the, 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 the roof of the house. Complete trust that I'll catch him. Me, no, like <laughs> anyone else won't jump down my arm. Kids have this. That's what God says to uh, have childlike faith. <laughs> that, that whole notion of like, you know, I'm going to be okay. So what we're talking about, we're about halfway, well, about, yeah, about halfway through the hour, three quarter through the hour. We're, we're talking about trust and what is trust. Now, when it comes to trust and what's going on right now, what do we know about what's going on right now in, in reference to everything that we've talked about? We talked about how, uh, we talked about what trust is. We talked about the God has promises. We talked about how trust is making yourself vulnerable to somebody uh, I mean, we've talked about how to rebuild trust. Trust is, you know, that thing that you just got to, you know, one step at a time, rebuild it to, with somebody in, in the, in reference to what's going on right now. Cause obviously I'm, I'm surely hoping that everybody that's listening and watching everyone who's open and watching is I'm assuming is quarantined right now. Right. And that's, that's good. what I'm saying. All of us, all of us seem to be quarantined right now and we're all just well, trusting in the fact that this is what's going to happen is going to happen. How does trust build off of what's going on right now? And how can we apply it? Cause I know Sully has mentioned uh, when it comes to building trust, it's an action. How can we, how can we build up or reinforce the trust that we've got in the Lord about this, the situation we're in right now? Tithing. Yeah. That was a hard, that was, I, I tithe. I'm not going to, I'm not going to lie about it. I'm not going to, Pretend like God hasn't blessed me because I tithe, but I tithe. For the one of the few times in life, I was like, is it, is it okay to tithe right now? What's going to happen? <laughs> and God had to like, God had like a slap moment with me. It's like, dude, I got this. I got, just not like, you know, with like the, like got this tone, but God was like, do it. Like, trust me. Right. And trust God. Right. And he's provided, like he's. He's done some amazing things. I can't share online or on air, but I can say this, that I have, I, I have favor. It's better to have favor than to be good. Go ahead. Go ahead, Sully. 
Well, this is going to be a first for the uh, biblical chili for me. But uh, Proverbs 3, 5, trust in the Lord with all your heart. Learn not on your own understanding. In all the ways submitted to him, and he will make your path straight. Oh, that is awesome. That is awesome. So that's the way I look Amen. at that. And also, Justin, it says in here, it says King James. I'm going off of Google, of course. Google, it says trust is actually 134 times Ooh. in Old Testament of King James. And trusted is 29 times. And oh. distrusted is about three times. Oh, that's awesome. So that means that, that uh, sorry, I'm, I'm going to go down this rabbit hole. Uh so that means, so you said from the King James? Yes. Okay, so trust. Old Testament King James. Okay, so trust in the King James is mentioned that many times in comparison to to mine. So mine is the New King James, actually. So that's a good point. So maybe, and I think, and maybe you guys can kind of correct me if I'm wrong, and I'd love to hear somebody's input out there on this as well. Maybe the King James... You like old English, it was trust instead of faith. T faith today is a word that we seem to throw around all the time. Have faith, have faith, have faith, have faith. And I even, I even have a, a friend of mine in my church. He's kind of a new Christian. He's a really great guy, uh, very intelligent, likes, likes to ask, we'll just put it this way, the hard questions. <laughs> like, why is there suffering in the world? Please explain this to me. You know, if God is so good and all-powerful, why hasn't he done something about this? And, you know, those type of questions, but that's the kind of stuff he brings up. And he, he quite frankly, and I, I don't blame him on this one, so don't take this the wrong way, guys, but quite frankly, he keeps hearing so many times, you know what, dude, you just need to have faith. Have faith, you know, and these kind of things, or just keep praying when he's asking these questions and challenging people on what Scripture has to say. So maybe that's what it is. Maybe faith is more of a modernistic term that has come into Scripture more than trust. That's awesome. Thanks, Scott. Yeah. Um, You're welcome. Crystal, okay. um, Crystal Miller says, confess it to the Lord and ask him for help. He will he will be there. Let's see if you're having trouble with if you're having trouble trusting. It's true. Like right. part, part of it is giving it to God, asking for that help, asking for that faith. Everyone needs that. Amen. You know, um, right now, I and this popped up to me like when that when I was re when I read her comment. We need to pray for the for our Catholic friends as well. Like right now, in the past few years, like their church has been just demolished, really too. But like the sex scandals, the priest scandals. I uh, yeah, and, I know. And it's got to be hard for them. Even like if they're going to go find another faith, are they going to go find another faith? If that's what if they had if they had this pillar. This was like their their pastors, and now they're gone. Sorry if you hear that noise upstairs. Those are the kids running around. <laughs> That's okay. I'm surprised you haven't heard mine yet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. If we're going back to that, to trust be repaired, like I said, actions. Now, actions could be multiple different things. Oh, wait. Now, like he said, tithing. Oh, yeah. Let's okay. So tithing. Tithing is a good one. And now also with the actual of 
again, helping out your neighbors, telling them about food drives, looking after them, the elderly. What is there? There's no greater gift than to lay down your life. Those people that are actually out there right now that are actually just going through Detroit or even my hometown actually has a couple cases right now. And these people are just working day in and day out. I trust them. I mean, I understand. That's see, and that's hard for Americans. And like, I don't know about you, but I grew up in school and learning about their school, especially in an American school, that there is no quote unquote absolute truth. And if you're growing up in an America where you believe that there is no quote unquote absolute truth, it's really hard to trust in anything. But the Bible talks about there is truth, there's concrete. Because I, I'm taught to always ask a question, ask, and try to find out all angles, which is, I mean, I get the concept, I get it's good, but there are truths in life, and we got to remember that. As Christians, there are some biblical truths that we tend to, we tend to forget. Well, I like the idea of if you don't believe in something, you'll fall for everything. So if you don't trust in something, you're going to fall for everything. About rebuilding trust, I I thought about it. It's like when you get a cut or a wound, it takes time to heal. And sometimes you have to, you know, it's going to take time to retrust that person who's who's broken that with you. But in time, if you're both sincere, I don't see why that can't even be built stronger. When I was working on the dairy farm, if we saw a piece of fence that was broken, not only would we fix it, but we would reinforce it because obviously some cows had gotten through the fence. (laughs) (laughs) You know, it's just one of those things to where, yeah, you know, I've been hurt and I've, I've hurt people. I need to realize, okay, it's my fault. And then I need to realize, okay, how can I build that back, that trust back with them? And it might take 10, 12, 15, it might take a lifetime. I don't know. If we've wronged or wronged people, when you come to that realization, okay, I've broken their trust, do your best to work at it without being pushy about it, if that makes sense. Right. And, and that's and that's the hard thing. That was I the think. last thing I remember here. No, that's right. And that's the, that's that's the, the hardest thing about that when, when rebuilding the trust. When it comes to rebuilding that trust, what about, I mean, could we all agree that we don't, that the Lord, that we don't have to rebuild the trust in the Lord because he's always, he's always going to be there or do we need to? I have a friend who has a hard time with that because he's been through car accidents. He's lost loved ones. And he believes God, and he's actually going closer and closer, walking, getting closer to God. But I know that's an issue with him. And it's like really he, hard for me. Him trusting had... the Lord? Mm-hmm. Okay. It's hard for me to say, oh, put trust in God and have all your faith. Because I can't say that I've ever had a moment where I felt like God has betrayed me. Because I don't believe that. God doesn't betray us. But when people go through really tough times in life, it's really hard for me to be able to minister to them. And I, and I feel like there's people who have had issues in life 
that are better at ministering to them because I can't tell someone, oh, you got raped. How can I? It's hard for me to share and can, you know, be able to say, I understand what you're going through because I can't understand what they're going through. And, See, but I have a friend who's having a tough time with that, but wants to trust God, I believe, but it's just having a hard time with that. Okay. Did Sully, did you have some? To the person that you're talking about, it's not just they see the bad, and unfortunately, we see a lot of bad right now. But to rebuild that trust, you got to show them the good versus the bad. Okay, you're still breathing. Okay, now you can push on from here. It's not just, hey, I'm sorry, you got into five car accidents, you have a bad back now, and you're you lost this and you lost that. It's not just what you've lost. You got to see what you have in front of you and trust the fact that it's the next day is going to be better. One of the good little things that I like to say is the fact that the easiest day was yesterday. So if you think about it, yesterday's already over with. It's an easy day. I, I, we have a comment in from uh, Tanya. Uh, she says, just think of what Jesus went through. You guys are talking about the, <coughs> thinking about the good and, and not the bad. He coughed. I might have to go away. Bye. <laughs> I saw your screen. Uh, when it comes to the Lord and, and rebuilding the trust in the Lord, though, thinking about the good, I think a lot of times... The problem, going from one direction to the other, I mean, from you, I don't, I don't know how to put this, because the Lord technically doesn't fail us, but when people feel that they've been failed by the Lord, I think a lot of times it's just their understanding of who God is. I think that's the whole thing right there, because I met, I met, some, I met one person, I brought him up before, uh, I, I really wish I... I he only worked for my for my company for a little bit. I was training him, da 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 da. So the short story is, is for like two or three weeks, I was training him on some machines, and I, I mean, I was captivated audience. He had to listen to what I had to say. I was a trainer, you know. <laughs> so I, I was training him. <laughs> I was training him for a while. Short short story is, I found out this this young man, and I mean young man. He was he was like twenty two, okay, twenty one. And so, I mean, he should not be giving up on, on life. And this guy's already given up. on. I don't mean suicidal. I mean, he's just like, I don't care about God. I don't want anything to do with it, you know, and this kind of stuff. But what I've ended up finding out is that, number one, he had a wrong perception of who God is. He thought that, th that God was this thing over here when, in fact, God was this, if you know what I mean. And I had to show him this is what the Bible actually says where you think it's this. And this is just tradition of what you've been taught, more or less. And, you know, I wasn't trying to bash anything about it, but what I'm saying is, is he went through so many, what I'll, what I'll call religious or political, um, I'm sorry, religious or spiritual experiences. And from that, he got a misconception of who God is. And I mean that he was partially Native American. So he went on a spirit walk. Uh, he went and he studied Hinduism. He went out and he studied Buddhism and he went out. I mean, and this was like within like the last five years of his life. And, I mean, you're talking about it's, it's hard to talk to somebody who, who's basically given up when it comes to that kind of thing uh, and, and or feel like God's hurt them. So if God has hurt them, then how, in fact, can I trust him? Well, many times it's just their perception of who God is. 
so what about the other way? Do you think that God has to be able to trust us again? What if we go to the other side of the coin? I'll go first. Oh, okay. I think that it's it's us, not necessarily God trusting us, but more or less us trusting God. If I'm, and maybe I'm coming at this wrong. Yes, things happen. Just because, you know, I've been in a car accident twice doesn't mean that God hates me. Things happen to us, yes, but it, it's not, it's not like God is up there going, I don't like that person. I'm going to make sure he has a miserable life. <laughs> you know, God doesn't do that. I mean, God, <laughs> you know, things happen in our lives. Yes. Are they our fault? Not all the time. Now, are there things we do that have consequences in our life? Absolutely. Is it my fault that, you know, you know, maybe I got in a car accident? Yeah, because it was snowy out and I put it on cruise control and that was a stupid decision, so I flipped the car on the roof. How fast were you okay, going, that... Dale? How fast were you going? <laughs> Come on. Uh, 55, 60. Oh God! No, no, no! I wasn't. I was seventy. I was going seventy-five because I was going from Roscommon to Grayling at the time. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. If you haven't yeah. driven with Dale, anyone, Dale's a Dale's a NASCAR driver. He just doesn't know it yet. My my wife calls me an old lady. <laughs> you are Justin. It is horrible getting behind you when we're going into Shut work. Up. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I know. I get. I get to the. I get to the light in the middle of town here, and I know my my people from work are coming in, and I'm like, oh, I gotta get in front of them because otherwise it'll be a it'll be a huge line of like eight cars to wait to come through town. It is. It is bad. It's just like, who is that grandma in front of us? And then next time I look over, and I see Justin. I'm like, nope, just drive far away. Nope, keep going. Keep going. <laughs> so dale in in lieu of what you're talking about what you were talking about the consequences of of i'm assuming our our actions i yeah but i think sometimes we need to discern is this my fault or did this happen to me the other thing is too the bible says it rains on the just and unjust right i was going to say how do we put that that verse in perspective too i guess but Things happen in our lives we can't explain. Job couldn't explain everything that happened to him, and he was able to rebuild his trust with the Lord. You know, well, I, I can't I don't know say that, why things happen to people. I don't. I don't know that Job. Nope. Job needed to but rebuild his trust because Job was always. Scripture states that he was an upright and just man. Like he never sinned with his mouth or did anything when it came to that situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so your question before was, we need to sometimes, there's some people who can't trust God. And then you asked, do you think there's a time where God needs to build trust in us again? Right. So, and, so you were talking about Israel, just so I can give clarification. I know this is kind of weird, but like Israel, you were talking about us rebuilding our trust in God. And we were talking about God's perception or our perception of God and how people sometimes and. Uh, Dale kind of played off of that as well, which is the consequences, the suffering we see in, in life and what that has to do with uh, us us trusting in the Lord. Now, 
the next question is what about the Lord trusting in us or the so, Lord rebuilding his trust in us? Go ahead. So I don't think the Lord needs to rebuild our tr his trust in us. And here's why. So, and, and the, as I view this, I'm kind of falling into the camp of a Calvinist where I believe that uh, I believe in a, an amazing God who built the world, who loves the world, who, who, whose heart is for everyone to come to know him and everyone to be saved. But he knows what he knows us and he knows what's going to happen. So I believe that God knows what's going to happen and knows everything. So there's nothing we can do that can surprise him. So if we're not surprising him, he's already prepared. So I don't believe we need to build up our trust in him because for everything we do, no matter how amazing it is, how, how, how kind and considerate we think we're doing, they're just like filthy rags. All our good deeds are like filthy rags to God. What we do to God means nothing in his trust and love towards us. So I don't think we need to build up trust like a bank with God. God loves us so much that despite our stupidness, despite how ugly, how, despite no wow. matter how nasty we are in life, he still wants a relationship with you. He still loves you. And that's the difference between our God and gods of all other religions that need to be praised or need to be given or need to be done something to attain some kind of thing. God's like, no, 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 no. Wherever you are right now in your mud, I'm going to have a relationship with you. And then you can kick, scream, curse at him, do whatever you want. God still loves you. He doesn't need to trust you because you are you are in his hands. There's no trust needed for God on that. That's how Calvinist views it. Kind of deal. Now, I, I don't know about uh, Calvinist, but I, I think that is probably a more accurate sentiment because like kind of the comment that Tanya gave, was, which was uh, just think of what Jesus went through. When it comes to all that, it's obvious, and I think it's obvious when it comes to the Lord, um, I, I guess, I, I don't know, needing to rebuild his trusting in us, he will give, though, chance after chance after chance after chance after chance, and he's just going to be there no matter what. Uh, I mean, well, I mean, I would say relatively no matter what. He's always there, but it all, it all depends on our heart. Because scripture does state, and 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 this is, uh, may, I, I don't want to use the phrase, but I'll, I'll play the devil's advocate here a little bit. Because scripture does state, when it comes to the Lord being there, scripture states that there is a, and I, I don't even know how it's worded, but it's basically, if you go off and sin purposefully knowing that you can just ask for forgiveness later, it's not as easy to gain that forgiveness because your heart isn't even in the right spot. Forgiveness comes through true repentance. The Holy Spirit is what convicts. And if you sear that portion of it, you can, you can, what is the Holy Spirit going to say? If you already, Paul talks about it in the Bible where we deceive ourselves. We think what we're doing is perfectly fine and it's not that big a deal. Paul talks about how can we can deceive ourselves and the Holy Spirit can't convict you because you're seared on that. But don't worry about it. Well, I shouldn't say don't worry about it because some other sin you're doing you still might be open to conviction. Right. God will get you that way. Awesome. So, hey, do you guys have any other final remarks, final comments uh, when it comes to trust and especially with what's going on right now? Um, I'll, I'll, I'll quickly shoot out and then I'll stop. So, trust in God. Trust also that we have to have 
put more faith in our brothers and sisters. There is no need to get 600 pounds of toilet paper. There is no need to get, I mean, let's use some logical sense here, people. We're TP. not, it's, it's still less than 1% of the United States are dying. We don't need to crash the economy. We don't need to go nuts and, and drink hand sanitizer. Just spray a control with the hand, with disinfecting. That's all you need to do. Right. God so, right. So be, be wise with, with our um, situation we're in when it comes to that. I, I like that though. Trust, trust your fellow neighbor as well. All right. Dale, Sully. Nope. He's not <laughs> trusting the neighbors. <laughs> okay. Dale, no, anything? I have no other comments. Did you say something? Yep. Uh, do you want to give any final comments when it comes to oh. trust, especially with what's going on right now? I, I guess uh, my big my comment would be to trust in the Lord. And, you know, heaven forbid any of us gets the virus. But if we do, you know, be smart about your health, trust in the Lord, and he'll see you through. And, you know... If the Lord still has you here on earth, there's a reason for it. <laughs> Amen. All right, Justin, well, final comment? Yeah, I got I got, I got, got one just real quick comment. I, I, I appreciate you guys were talking about trusting in the Lord. And that's kind of what this was for, just understanding that we don't have to live in fear. Now, there, this situation may be serious as to what degree we don't know just yet. But uh, I think all of us need to understand that there's a lot of promises out there, hundreds of promises that the Lord has given us. The Lord has promised us. He's, he's promised us in, in his word in the Old Testament, in, in the New Testament. He's given examples of what God has done uh, with Israel and helping Israel through all of this. And he's also, in the book of Revelation, he's given us promises that during the end time, when these pestilences and all this other stuff is supposed to be happening, that the Lord will be there with us through all of this and that's my final comment we can trust him amen i love it all right so this has amen. been justin this is sully this is Israel. and dale just cut out that's all right uh hey we love you guys we'll see you next week hello again i hope you had a great time if you ever want to reach out to that chili crew you can find them on the interwebs you can find them in the book of faces a twittering bird, and now also on a YouTube. YouTube. Who makes up these names? Anyway, and if you want to be part of the conversation, the Chili Crew every Thursday at 7 p.m. will go live on Facebook. Especially during this time, it's great to hear from anyone. I tell you right now, the UPS man's become my new best friend. Well, I hope you all stay safe, and Lord bless you. <laughs>